Well, good morning. It's a pleasure to be here with everyone on this day as we continue our study on the book of Philippians. And today we're coming from the fourth chapter, fourth chapter of Philippians, verses two through five. Two through five. I do want to say before we get started, Vandy won yesterday. I'm an old Vandy guy, so I have to get it in when I can. It's kind of few and far between. But I'm also a fan of UT, Bama, and all the rest, MTSU. It's important, I think, that we support all the student athletes. You know, it's getting to a point now where I look at comments on social media and things where people are just dragging the kids, the students down. Man, let's build them up. If you're putting comments on social media about the student athletes from UT, Bama, uh, Vandy, what have you, don't be so derogatory and hard on them. I remember as a student athlete in college at Vandy and then the University of Southern Miss. Man, it's tough when people boo you and say mean things about you. These are 18, 19, 20-year-old young men, and it can have an effect on them, a psychological effect. So let's build them up. Cheer hard, but let's be positive. All right. Now for our sermon today, we'll go to Philippians, the (laughs) did my coaching for the day. Now let's go to the sermon. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses two through five. And if we'll stand in reverence to the reading of God's word, giving him honor and reverence. And it reads, I implore you odia, and I implore Sintish to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow laborers, rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Thank you, and you may be seated. And I'm reading from the New King James Version today. And our message today is stay on track. Stay on track. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for this day. And now, Lord, I just ask that you speak a word through me by the prompting and the leading of your Holy Spirit. Lord, a word that will reprove us, rebuke us, encourage us, motivate us to seek your will in our lives individually and collectively. 
And Lord, right now, we just pause to give you honor, praise, and glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As we look at our message here today, stay on track. We see here that there is a conflict uh, believed to be these two women in the church at Philippi. And word has gotten uh, to Paul about this concerning this disagreement. There is a conflict. And today we want to focus on unity in the church, unity in this local body, unity in the universal church. But we see that there's a conflict between Euodia and Syntyche. Man, I had to work on those two names. I had to look at videos and look at pronunciations, different little things, hyphens here and there. Uh, but we see this conflict between these two. And now it is public. Others know about it. It's causing a problem in the church. And he says, I implore Euodia and I implore Sentice to be of the same mind in the Lord. And it's important that we here at the fellowship that we are of the same mind in order for there to be uni unity and oneness. We have to be of the same mindset. If we'll just go back a little bit to Philippians the second chapter where Paul talked about this one-mindedness and Jesus Christ is our example. And we look here in the second chapter and he says in verse 3, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. That's the kind of mind that Jesus had. He didn't do anything for selfish ambition or conceit. He esteemed others more important than himself. He didn't put pictures of himself all day, every day on Facebook. We know he didn't, but I wonder if Jesus walked the earth today, would he be putting pictures of himself every day on Facebook? It's just something for us to think about, saints. <laughs> Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. He didn't go around blowing his horn. Taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Obedient unto death. That's what he's calling us to do today. 
to be obedient unto death. Therefore, God also has highly, highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. To be of the same mind in the Lord, going back to verse 2, the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, this person is not named, help these women who labored with me in the gospel. Help me, true companion, as translated, true yoke fellow. This individual had worked closely with Paul, had labored with him in the good news. And you know, from time to time, we are all called to step in between conflicts sometimes of our brothers and our sisters. It's our responsibility. At this time, Paul was designating this individual. At different times of our walk of faith, you will be designated to be a peacemaker. Help these women. We have to help one another in the body of Christ, who labored with me in the gospel with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. I don't know about you, but every time I hear about this book of life, it does something to old Tim. And see, maybe that's why Paul inserted this here, so maybe it would do something to this yoke fellow, to all of his other companions in the gospel, this book of life, when all shall stand before the throne of God, the great and the small. Man, let's go there for a minute in Revelations, the 20th chapter. Revelations, the 20th chapter, and verse 12. And the writer wrote, And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books, plural, were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books, plural, the sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written 
in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. It's so important that your name, that my name is written in the book of life. See, this affects everybody, the small and the great, the movie stars, the professional athletes, the entertainers, the doctors, the lawyers, the teachers, the garbage collectors, everybody, the small and the great will stand before God. But those whose names are written in the book of life, they have no part of the second death. I'm written in the book of life. Do you have that confidence today? It's up to you as an individual if you have that confidence in the Lord, that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, that you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that your name is written in the book of life. And now as we go back to Philippians, the fourth chapter. And as you're going there, I just want to point out that Jesus said in Luke 10 and 20, when he spoke to the 70, when they had returned, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That's the bottom line, that your names are written in heaven. So as we go back here to Philippians, the fourth chapter, and this leads us into the next verse. After Paul talked about this book of life and caused minds to have a remembrance of the book of life, because the book of life is also talked about in the Old Testament. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. And then he repeated himself. Again, I will say rejoice because my name today is written in the book of life. I am rejoicing in my heart, in my spirit, in my soul. I had a rough week this week. How about you? Somebody else out here may have had a rough week. But the Lord put it in my spirit that, son, you just need to stay on track. And that's what these ladies are being reminded of. Whatever this disagreement is that you have, it's really pettiness. Stay on track compared to the fact that your name is written in the book of life. I don't care what it is. That is a cause to rejoice. We have to have our priorities in order because over there again in Luke 10 and about 38, see that Jesus came into a certain village and there were two ladies just like these ladies who had the disagreement. And there was a disagreement between Martha and Mary. And Martha welcomed Jesus into the home. 
She had a sister called Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Soon as he came in the door, she sat at his word. She worshiped him. But Martha was distracted with her much serving. And she approached Jesus and said to him, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. But Jesus told her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. What about us here today? Are we just troubled about this and, and that? Next week, our lesson we'll talk about be anxious for nothing. We worry too much. Your name is written in the book of life. It's time to rejoice. Again, I will say rejoice in the Lord. He said, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Your worship cannot be taken from you. When you worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, it cannot be taken from you. He wants us to worship and serve. Martha had the order mixed up. She wanted to serve first, but Mary worshiped him. She sat at the feet of Jesus. We have to worship him first before we serve him. We can go about doing great things in the community, serving one another and serving others. But if we fail to worship him, something will go awry. Back here in Philippians, the fourth chapter. Rejoice in the Lord always again. I say rejoice. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, he's worthy to be praised. Rejoice because you're saved by grace. Rejoice because you have been redeemed and bought with a price. And that is the precious blood of the lamb. Rejoice because you are a slave to sin no more. I don't know about everybody, but there was a time in my life when I was a slave to sin. It just had me. It had dominion over me. But now, thank God Almighty, I'm free from the bondage of sin. Is there anybody else here that's free today? Rejoice in the Lord again, I say Rejoice because of your liberty in the Lord. Know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. This joy that old Tim has, the world didn't give it to me, and the world cannot take it away. It's mine. All mine. And that's what old Paul is talking about. Paul had a joy. Because in a little while, in a couple of years, they were going to cut his head off. He was going to die, but he still had joy. And he was encouraging the church to have joy. Whatever this disagreement is, it needs to be put to the side. Know that you can do all things through Christ Jesus, 
stay on track. I wonder if anybody here today is, is off track. You just, man, you have come completely off the rails. But even when that happens in life, we, we still pick ourselves up. We come to church. We go through the motions. Just simply ask the Lord for forgiveness and get back on track. And let him be your conductor and drive you down this railway of faith. See what the end is going to be with faithfulness unto the Lord. This was what Paul was encouraging, faithfulness, loving one another, loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind to be united as one. There are some ups and there are some downs in our lives. There are some ups and there are downs in church life. But stay on track. Bring to your remembrance that my name is written in the book of life. Then he goes on to say, let your gentleness be known to all men. Let your modesty, let your moderation, let your humbleness be known unto all men, to the believer, the unbeliever. Back then, he would have said to the Jew and the Greek, to all, today, let your moderation, your modesty, your humbleness be known to everybody, to male to female, to the gay or the straight person, to the Republican or the Democrat, to the red man, the yellow man, the black, brown, and white man, let your humbleness be seen. Let God in motion be seen in your walk of faith. Demonstrate what we're talking about. Demonstrate forgiveness. Demonstrate and let the world see compassion in you, in me. Stay on track. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. You know, we've all become new creatures in Christ Jesus. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things now have become new. We are to let people see that God is alive in me, that God is alive in you. He said, abide in me and I'll abide in you. He is the vine and we are the branches. Without him, we can't do anything. Stay on track. 
The Lord is at hand. He is omnipresent. Know that the Lord is at hand. When I read about that and, and chewed on it and meditated on God's word, you look through different commentaries and different things, but you also have to be still and listen to the Lord. Listen for his Holy Spirit, that small, still voice in your own study. And what I see and what I gather is he's omnipresent. From Psalm 46, it says he's a present help in time of trouble. That was a time of trouble for the church at Philippi. For the relationship between these two women, it was causing problems within the church. But know that the Lord is at hand. He's a present help in time of trouble. Anytime that this church may have trouble, we need to call upon the name of the Lord. He's a present help in time of trouble. Life's not always going to be a bed of roses. We have to call upon the name of the Lord. He also said, be still and know that I am God in verse 10 of Psalm 46. Be still. That's what the ladies needed to do here in this fourth chapter is to be still. They were promoting, I'm right because of this, I'm right because of that. Back and forth, back and forth. Be still. Sometimes in the midst of disagreements, that's what we all need to do. Be still. I only preach what I know. That was a time back as, as a pastor at another church where I didn't be still. In my mind, I knew that I was right. So with a disagreement with another, I proceeded forward with words that I should have just kept in my mouth. Be still and see the glory of the Lord passing by. Sometimes we just need to be quiet, slow to speak and swift to hear and slow to anger. Stay on track. As we close, I just want to get everyone to turn to Psalm 145. Psalm 145. I would like to read the whole psalm, but for the sake of time, I'm going to start with verse 17. And it reads, The Lord is righteous in all his ways, gracious in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. The Lord is at hand. He's always near. He's always there. When you're doing right, when you're doing wrong, 
the Lord is at hand. He's right there looking smack dab at you in the good, the bad, the righteous, or the evil. But the Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He also will hear their cry and save them. You can never go so low that the Lord won't save you. He's a loving God, a merciful God. Somebody needs to hear that today. If you'll call on him in truth, he will save you. Jesus rescues. He's a 24-hour lifeguard. When you're drowning in the sea of life, he'll save you. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth shall speak of the praise of the Lord, and all flesh shall bless his holy name forever and ever. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Be encouraged to always stay on track. As the praise team comes forward, just know that today the Lord's Supper is available here to you today, which represents the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that was broken for you and for me, and the drink which represents his blood which was shared for the remission of our sins. Let us bow our heads. Dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for your holy word. And now we just ask that you bless each and every person here today. Lead us and guide us, Lord. Help us to stay on track. But as we leave here today, Lord, cause us to rejoice. Rejoice in you because our names are written in the book of life. Amen. <laughs>